Alrighty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 17th day of May 2023. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday. Almost made it Thursday. Happy Wednesday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Thank you for downloading, sharing, telling a friend. All that good stuff. Please keep doing that if you don't mind. And uh, spread the word to the people you know and the people you don't know. Put it out on social media if you're so inclined or if you would be so kind. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, just the official business, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot locals dot com is where you go to support the show, get extra content, get uh, entered into the contests. It is Brian Kilmeade's autograph book versus Luke Rosiak's autographed book. Genuine, real, 100% autographs up for grabs. Somebody's going to win one this week. Why not you? All right. So let us get started. I am. Um, God, I hate being this right, but I'm not surprised that I'm this right, to be honest with you. When it comes to the Durham report, we live in two different worlds, ladies and gentlemen. We live in two different worlds where there simply is no, it's not a Venn diagram anymore. There's no, there's no overlap. There's, I guess there's overlapped, overlap in the, uh, the cast but not in the script, not in the plot. And that's it. You've got the same people doing completely different things in these different worlds. Yesterday, I watched a little bit of Fox, and it was all Durham Report in the evening. It was all Durham Report. It was a big story. It was a big scandal. Why? Because it showed corruption at the FBI. It showed politicization at the FBI. It showed that there was no justification ever for this idea of Russian collusion, that it was concocted by Hillary Clinton and the gang and a bunch of paid hacks to discredit Donald Trump to distract from Hillary's email server situation. That was why it existed. That's why they came up with it. They didn't have a scandal on Trump. So they needed to manufacture one. And manufacture one, they did. And it stuck with the left. Because the, the can look, the way to succeed in the con business is you've got to commit to the con. You've got to stay committed to the con forever. For the rest of your life, you've got to stay committed to the con. And you've got to give the uh, Democrats credit. They are committed to the con. All the evidence that is out there, it doesn't matter how much of it there is. It doesn't matter who finds it, where it comes from, in what manner it is exposed. There isn't a single person out there who will admit that George Papadopoulos was railroaded. It's George Papadopoulos tried to collude with the Russians. There's no evidence that George Papadopoulos ever tried to, quote, collude with the Russians. And what the hell would collude with the Russians even look like? There's barely any evidence that George Papadopoulos ever met with Donald Trump during the campaign. But he serves a purpose. Carter Page was a source for the CIA. What a sucker he was. He actually worked with our government, a naval officer, an Annapolis grad, served his country honorably. 
And they railroaded him. Why? Because it was convenient. They needed somebody. They needed a distraction. They needed to say that Donald Trump is corrupt. They didn't just accuse the Trump campaign and Donald Trump of colluding with Russia. Ultimately, they accused him of treason. Ultimately, they accused him of treason. He was serving Vladimir Putin's needs. He was a puppet of Russia. That's what they accused him of. Now, ironically, they tried to say, well, it's because Vladimir Putin has a tape of Donald Trump being urinated on by some prostitutes because he stayed in a room and it was the same bed that Barack and Michelle Obama stayed in. It's so stupid. It's so asinine. That was the best they could come up with. And people looked at it for more than a year and said, this is stupid. This is asinine. We can't run with this. So they kept adding to the dossier and adding to the dossier and just you know, through sheer mass attack. Eventually, somebody would break on it. And they broke on it because of collusion with Jim Comey. We don't need to rehash this Comey briefs. Trump on the dossier then leaks that fact to BuzzFeed, to CNN, to anybody willing. BuzzFeed just runs the whole dossier, says, here it is, that the president-elect was, was, was briefed on. We have no idea whether or not it's true or not. Actually, they had a little bit more than no idea whether or not it was true. They tried desperately to prove it was true and were unable to prove it was true. They kept finding the exact opposite, but that never stopped them. The important thing was that it get out there. So Jake Tapper put it out there, too, going, oh, gee, shucks, this is what people are talking about, when in fact people were not talking about it. People who were not in bed with the Democratic Party, I should say, were not talking about it. They'd been scrambling to try and get it into the media throughout the entire campaign. They couldn't do it. Now that Donald Trump was president-elect, now that he'd won, they needed some way to permanently damage him and so they just went with what the clinton campaign had put together that's what was discovered there was never anything to it but that was never the point they were never going to get donald trump executed for treason they just wanted donald trump crippled as president of the united states and they did it current and former fbi agents colluded with this they did so while they were in the FBI, what's amazing to me is, of course, there'll be no consequences for these people. Maybe there'll be consequences for these people if Trump or a Republican wins and Republicans win the Senate and retain the House. Then you could have some House cleaning. But it would take a commitment to find all of these people. And what really needs to happen is because the masterminds behind all of this have already retired. They're sitting there collecting their pensions and their cable news and book contract money. They have more money than they know what to do with. They're good already. The only way to really punish them is how they should be punished. They should have their pensions stripped from them. They broke the law knowingly and willingly whilst government employees, it would have been grounds for immediate termination, but they lied about it. They lied their way out the door and they all got their golden parachutes. They need to be stripped of it. They just do. Unfortunately, what will happen is even if a Republican did that, even if Donald Trump did that, they would sue and the court would say, well, there you go. That's what you get or that's the end of it. They would find a way 
to reinstate the money. I mean, hell, they fired Peter Strzok for lying, for lying, for documented lying. A crime the FBI would charge your ass with in a second. They fired him, and what happened? The courts said, you can't fire him for that. You can't fire him for that. Go ahead and get your money back. And they gave him back pay. They made him whole. So what recourse does anybody have? There isn't any. There is no responsibility whatsoever for anybody. No one's going to be held accountable. Nobody's going to be held responsible. Nobody's going to be punished for it. I know that's not the answer most Americans want. It's not what this country was founded on, equal justice for all, but it's not the case. The left would always tell you that this was based on race. It's not based on skin color. It's based on politics. It's based on whether or not you feed the state. And these people fed the state. Even though Donald Trump was president of the United States, ultimately they won because they got away with it. The whole world knows about it. Well, the whole world knows what they accused Donald Trump of doing. Very few people know what they actually did. Now, you may sit there and say, well, what? The whole Durham report. And you probably watched Fox yesterday and learned all about the gory details. You were the only place that heard it. I have been arguing with friends on uh, on email today about, well, you know, CNN is reporting on it. CNN, and then somebody sent me a screenshot of CNN reporting on it at 5.05 this morning. 5.05, this, what is there, 12 people listening to CNN at the time, paying attention at that moment? Okay, so those five people learned about it. But unless something is drilled into people, people simply move on. People simply move on. CNN technically reported on the Comer report last week, laying out the Biden family's financial weirdness. What happened to that story? It's not a story anymore. It's gone. It's old news. It's, well, you know, the New York Times framed it as, hey, they looked and they found no wrongdoing on behalf of the President of the United States. That's what happened. That at least had a little bit of a shelf life. This story won't have a shelf life. This story is done. And what do I mean it's done? It's just not out there. It doesn't matter. I'm going to play you two clips from MSNBC. Nicole Wallace, the first clip, the first uh, part of this is Katie Turd. About 20, no, it was about five minutes before four o'clock when the report was released, when the report was coming out. Katie Turr declares that the report is coming out, then it shifts to the Nicole Wallace show. The Nicole Wallace show. The Durham report is 330 pages long, I believe. It's, it's not short. And within... 25 minutes, I believe it is. Nicole Wallace declares the entire thing a nothing burger. It declares the entire thing a waste of time. She hasn't even read it. She declares that Donald Trump, it is evidence of Donald Trump's corruption and criminality. She noticed notice that she offers no evidence whatsoever because who's going to, who questions the questioners? And so then she goes on to declare the whole thing 
a waste of time. The whole thing a waste. The whole thing nothing. Donald Trump is the problem. Even while she admits that in her hands she only holds, and she's on air, so she's not sitting there reading silently on air. She's never read this thing. She has never once read a word. During a commercial break, a staffer gave her a pile of 80-some-odd pages. She says she just got her hands on these 80-some-odd pages of a 330-plus page or 316, whatever it is, 300-plus page report. She hasn't read it, but she declares the contents to be something, to be nothing, to be unimportant. And that was pretty much the attitude of MSNBC throughout the day. Listen to this evolution and know that all of this takes place on that network within the course of less than a half an hour. We have breaking news. Special counsel John Durham's report is out. Durham was hired by Attorney General Bill Barr to examine the origins and conduct of the investigation into whether former President Donald Trump's 2016 campaign colluded with Russia. The probe that Trump promised would uncover, quote, the crime of the century may have instead found evidence of Donald Trump committing more crimes. There is no there there. What is the chance? I just got my first hard copy of the first 85 pages. What is the chance that in these 400 pages there's any um, information about what there was evidence of criminal wrongdoing for? And that was Donald Trump. Yeah. And then Donald Trump. Donald Trump is corrupt. The Durham probe to Donald Trump is corrupt. She's flat out lying to the audience. She already knew the answer, but she's lo- she has not read the report. I just got my hands on this report. She hasn't read it. But she's already declared it to be worthless. In that same interview, she had on Andrew Weissman, who was the guy who actually ran the Mueller probe, right? Mueller was too senile. He ran the Mueller probe. He is now Thanks to the Democrat soft landing program, a member of MSNBC's staff, he's a legal analyst. So he's easy to get. He's a good booking for them. They got him. And there, now imagine interviewing Hunter Biden. Hey, Hunter Biden, are you corrupt? Nope. All right. Well, there, I'm satisfied. That's basically the tone of this attitude, uh, this interview. But I want to play you this clip. It's really long. This was the essentially what MSNBC became throughout the course of the day. It was over. The whole story was over. As much as conservative media going, oh man, smoking gun, it's over. Everybody who believed that and knew already that the Russia hoax was a Russia hoax was already on board. I can't imagine this convincing anybody because nobody else is talking. Unless you're watching conservative media, which means you already believe this, you already knew this to be true, you don't know a damn thing about this. This is this is what you're getting from somebody who's a legal authority over at MSNBC. They don't point out that you know you're kind of covering your own ass here. So you were on the Mueller probe. I mean, what was it like to know that for four years another one-time peer? And we should say Mr. Durham was at one time respected and regarded. He came in and did some important work following. Uh, the Bush years on the, regarding to Jason to the war on terror policies. What what was it like to have your probe investigated for four years? So we were very aware, as I'm sure Pete Strzok and people at the Bureau before us were very aware that there was going to be an investigation of us. And you know what? Our view of that was fine. 
You know what? If you know what you're doing is done in good faith and you're obviously you could make mistakes. But if you our view was like fun, if somebody wants to come in and second guess what we're doing and look to make sure we did something, that's fine. What's unbelievable about John Durham is he brought um, two cases that he lost. He seemed to say it was okay to bring a case, even though it was really thin and not really provable, as long as you have some other story. This was Bill Barr's argument, which was, oh, that's fine, because he was telling a more important story. That's not what criminal cases are for. Um, So there was just this real lack of substance to what he was doing. And when you have the IG already doing an investigation, talk about like a total... You know, you want to talk about a, a witch hunt or sort of real wasted resources. You know, there are a lot of things to investigate. There are a lot of things that can be useful in government. Um, if John Durham was really just doing an investigation to talk about what are better policies and practices mm-hmm. that the FBI could have and was depoliticizing it, I would have been all for that and said, great, you know what, there's no agency that can't use greater scrutiny. But this was trying to say that there's a big there there when, you know, there's no there there. Um, and so for, I just think the, the big picture, if you step back, is for those people who think, oh, everybody does it. You know, the Democrats do it, the Republicans do it, everybody's up to no good and shenanigans. There really is just, that's just not true. There is a, there is a, false equivalency because you have an enormous amount number of cases which were proved where there as you pointed out their convictions where there is a there there russia interfered in the 2016 election they're continuing to interfere um there are people who've gone to jail who are rightly found guilty and what you have with john durham is like it's a big fat nothing and it reminds me of the sort of weaponization um, hearings mm-hmm. that are going on where there also is they're just falling flat on their face because there is no there there yes that's it there's no there there there's nothing this is the attitude of nbc news this is the attitude of abc news of cbs news the new york times washington post you name the outlet the non-fox outlet and that's the attitude plain and simple there's no there there what are you even bothering talking about this for what's the point Look, the collusion, Russia in, did invade, did interfere. You can't prove it. Well, no, I've just declared it to be. So you, you're pot committed. You stick with the lie. That's it. You stick with the lie. And then you only go places where people will ever agree with you. Will only agree with you. They'll agree with you. And Nicole Wallace isn't going to go, no, wait a second. What, what about this and the other thing? He just throws out things. There were convictions. Russians have been charged. It's really easy to charge Russians. They charged people who are not in the United States of America. You know why they charged people who are not in the United States of America? Because you're never going to go to trial with those people. But now you can say, we charged people. We charged criminal charges. Were had. You can't just get criminal char- You can just get criminal charges, but why aren't you having a trial? Why aren't they here? Well, they're not here, but they were charged, and that means they're guilty. You could, char- you could have a trial in absentia, but you don't want to, because then you'd have to lay out your evidence. Right? You just just charge them. Well, people were convicted and went to prison. Yes, people like George Papadopoulos, not for Russian collusion, but for lying to FBI agents, even though he had repeatedly said there was no collusion, there's nothing, nothing. He denied it, denied it, denied it. They, they obsessively hunted this guy down, and they eventually caught him in a trap and said, we'll ruin you financially, or you can plead guilty to a minor crime and do a little bit of time. And so he did. To save himself. 
to save himself from a total rape that was going to come. The power of the federal government to come and get you. You can either take this little charge and we'll use you forever. See, you are convicted. You are a monster. You are this. And that's it. You'll do a couple little little prison time. That's all. Then you go about your business. You may even get your presidential pardon. It doesn't matter. We'll be able to say, we got you. We got you. You did time. You're a prisoner. That was the point. Get low-level, low-hanging fruit. Nobody of substance was ever convicted on anything related to actual Russian collusion. It never was. So if you were sitting there and you were of the belief that uh, this was going to be something that really got Democrats, I mean, for God's sakes, Biden and Obama were briefed. Clinton came up with this. They knew that this was happening long before. They participated. The President of the United States, both past and present, participated in perpetuating this fraud. And they'll never be asked about it. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about it yesterday. It was the last question. The last question of the day. It's doubtful that it was planned to be the last question of the day, but it was the last question of the day. And she did what she said, she, what they, they always do. We're not going to comment on that from here. We're not going to comment from here. And then she took her ball and she went home. What is the White House reaction to Special Counsel Durham's report on how the FBI handled the Trump-Russia probe? I would leave it to the Department of Justice to speak to. talks often about how he wants the DOJ and FBI to remain independent and um, you know, above the fray. That report seems to reflect the opposite. Is Does he agree with... Uh, special counsel Durham, that there needs to be wholesale changes at the FBI? Again, that is uh, with the Department of Justice. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. As you just stated in your question, we believe in an independent uh, de Department of Justice. That's what the president said when he was running, and that's what the president has said the last two years. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys in Japan. That's it. Thank you so much. I'll see you in Japan. That's it. She took her ball. She took her briefing book and went home. She will not comment from it. It's that simple. It was the last question, I believe, that was Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics, the only person to ask about it. That was it. You have any reaction? Nope, not going to comment on it from here. Oh, all right. The President of the United States was just implicated in the biggest disinformation campaign possibly ever, certainly in the last hundred years, and you're not going to ask about, uh, talk about it. Just like the President of the United States and his family was implicated in a huge financial scam that made them incredibly wealthy. Not going to comment from it from here. And the rest of the media just go, hey, well, they're not going to comment from it. What are you going to do? Go go talk to the Department of Justice who won't answer questions. Go talk to the, the campaign who won't answer questions. That's what the leftist media will do. This is over. And these are evil people. These are evil people who need to be scorned and shouted down and and just flipped off frankly in every possible way when they are in public that's what they're doing to us in their capacity as government employees as public servants they are lying to us they are corrupt individuals they are bad people and they'll get away with it Corinne Pierre will have a show right next to Jen Psaki when she's done it doesn't matter these people are wildly corrupt these people, dare I say it, are evil. They are evil. And they're not going to stop because why would they? What is what is the incentive for a leftist to stop? What is the incentive for any of these people, to be honest? There is none. There is none. So they won't. So if you're sitting around thinking, we finally got them, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. No, you don't. 
you're never going to get them. They are the power. The only way to get them is to get their asses out of power, get their protectors out of power. Then and only then can you do it. You charge these people in Washington, D.C., the jury won't even bother to deliberate. They'll just simply declare in the opening statement, no need to give an opening statement, uh, James Comey's not guilty, okay? No need to present evidence. You're not going to get a conviction. What really needs to happen is these people need to be punished severely, and then they need to be charged for their abuses, violation of the Hatch Act, whatever else. I'm sure there's all sorts of perjury and lying to FBI officials and lying. If lying to the FBI is a crime, lying on behalf of the FBI should be a crime. Charge their asses. Try them. The beauty of the federal government is you can bring charges theoretically anywhere where the crime occurred in the country. Find a place where these people traveled that is a deep red part of the country and charge them there. Put them out. Oh, the left will go absolutely crazy. Oh, my God, they're trying to rig the jury pool, whatever. No, they, they want the jury pool unrigged. The D.C. 93% support for Democrats, blind loyalty can do no wrong, is a rigged jury pool. Stop bringing charges in this area. You're never going to win. Play the game, Democrats do. Period. End of story. That's the way it should be. That's the only chance anybody has is a Republican resounding victory, heads rolling, and charges filing. That's the only chance we have going forward. And that's a very slim chance. It's a very slim chance. I know you want to hear people tell you rah, rah, rah. And there are people out there who tell you rah, rah, rah. And we got them. And this is going to be a difference maker. In order for this to be a difference maker, A, people have to know what the hell you're talking about, and they don't, and they have to care what you're talking about, and they don't, right? And they have to be repeatedly reminded of this, and I promise you by the weekend, Fox will even be done talking about it. The left wing is still beating the Russian collusion collusion drum. Lie, fraud, hoax, and they're still beating that drum. Why? Because they know repetition gets it into people's heads. That's the best way to do it. Republicans move on. Last week was the Comer probe, and how much have you heard about it since then? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Almost would have been better if the Comer probe didn't have that press conference laying things out, if they had found an honest journalist probably a conservative journalist, who they could have leaked that information to drip, drip style over the course of a couple of weeks. But then again, who is that conservative journalist? Who would do it? Who would do it where it would get seen? I don't know that they exist. The New York Times doesn't have a conservative journalist on staff. They have a couple of so-called conservative columnists. I suppose they could have gone to I guess just Ross drew hot because the other uh, David French is a damn joke. He should be embarrassed to be himself. Same thing over at the Washington Post. You could go to Jim Garrity, I suppose. But Jim Garrity isn't a full-blown 
columnist. He's an occasional contributor over there at the Washington Post. They could say, you know, we're not really interested in this one. You give us something else and we'll run it. This is not of interest to our readers. And then it ends up at National Review, which is exactly what continues to serve the Democrat purposes. This just remains in the conservative ecosphere. They don't care how mad we are about it. They care that it's only us that know about it, period, end of story. And they're very successful at that because of every single corrupt person with a press credential sitting in that White House briefing room. All of them need to go straight to hell. They are bad people. They are liars. They are frauds. And they are corrupting our democracy. They'll sit there and tell you, oh, democracy, our democracy, our democracy. Go straight to hell, every single one of you. You are evil, evil people. They really, truly, genuinely are. And it's just, you're not going to defeat evil with the Marcus of Queensbury rules. You're not going to defeat evil easily. And you're only really ever going to have a chance of defeating evil if you go both barrels blazing, rhetorically, of course, and blast these people into oblivion electorally. And then you expose them. But you think schools are going to teach this stuff? There'll be a 1619 project to come back and rewrite the Trump administration years about how basically Adolf Hitler was in the White House for four years. And it will be taught in schools soon enough. I promise you. That's how the left works. They never give up the con, whereas Republicans go, well, I mean, the report is out there. What are we supposed to do? The report's out there. What are we supposed to do? Well, Republicans should take a page from Democrats, have nonstop hearings, have them in prime time, point out how they're not being covered by the media, run commercials. Look, they're never going to educate the American public through the media. The media is the enemy. You got to educate them around the media. There are certain rules and certain laws that require broadcast networks in particular for taking political advertising. They have to. Now, you can't be filled with blatant lies so you don't fill it with blatant lies the truth is terrifying enough run those ads constantly year round during their freaking newscasts if you have to to show them what is not being talked about on those newscasts then you can begin to educate the american public but just going well we we put it out there somebody will find it somebody will dig it up on foxnews.com or the free beacon or they'll find the durham probe and they will run with it no nobody's going to sit down and read 300 plus pages of a durham probe they're just not going to especially when nobody talks about it in five days it's so sad And it's annoying because they keep doing the exact same damn thing, expecting a different result. Or do they? Do they really expect a different result? I don't know. I don't know. Some Republicans definitely believe this stuff. Some Republicans definitely are outraged and want to fight this. And other Republicans have to go through the outrage motions so that they can pretend that they've seen. Look, I, I did. I held a press conference. I released a statement. I talked about it on television and on Fox. Okay, great. What'd you do about it after that? Well, what am I supposed to do? What's well, a drum? Keep beating it for one. Keep beating it till it breaks and then build a new one and beat it. Do what Democrats do. They're still beating the Trump Russia collusion hoax drum. It's been debunked more so than the idea that Kennedy committed suicide. And yet they still repeat it. Why? 
because they don't want anybody to hear anything different. They want to continue to reinforce their narrative. It's the ultimate in propaganda, and I get it. It's, well, we're going to just engage in that sort of... Yeah, but you're first of all, you're repeating the truth, and secondly, you're trying to deprogram people. That's the only way to do it. It really is. All right, other news. There is other news going on out there. I want to play you this. Um, <clears throat> speaking of the education of the United States of America, the Secretary of Education was up on Capitol Hill yesterday, and it's amazing to me how these things work out. It's amazing to me how these things work out. When you're dealing with leftists, and you get these hearings going on, you got Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Education, up there testifying. And Indiana Republican Jim Banks asks him about the Biden administration's plan to strip schools that do not conform to the tranny agenda, the T agenda. Oh, did you say? Yeah, I did. Uh, that do not conform to the left-wing agenda when it comes to sports of federal funding. How they're going to justify this, I don't know. I think we should welcome it as conservatives. Get the federal. We've wanted the federal government out of this racket, out of education for a long time. Good, they can get rid of all the standards and they can withhold the money. Kill the Department of Education through progressive policies. I don't care how it's killed as long as it's dead. But he was asked about this, whether or not he supports the idea of stripping poor kids. The left, this is actually pretty good. This is how the left operates. You're trying to strip poor children. You're trying to harm poor children, poor children, poor children. Well, are you trying to strip poor children of their lunch, their free lunch, their government-funded free lunch program? You would be stripped... It's nice to see this turn, and it's incredibly frustrating how Secretary Cardonas simply does not, Cardona does not answer the question. Should be a constant drumbeat. Every Republican up there should be badgering him. They should hold him in contempt of Congress, honestly. This, how many people, for, well, let me play you the clip so you know what the hell I'm talking about, and then you can see why you just want to, I don't know, throw apples at these people or something. You just want to smack them across the face with a dead fish. You go, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Answer the damn question. You work for us. They don't work for us. They work for the Democrat Party. They work for the progressive agenda. Listen to this exchange. Um, Indiana, my home state, recently passed a law at the state legislature that banned biological males from competing against girls in high school and elementary sports because obviously... Biological males have some physical traits that would give them an advantage in sports over girls. The Education Department, your department, uh, proposed a rule change that would pull federal funding from schools that don't allow biological males to compete against girls, girls uh, in sports. Mr. Secretary, yes or no, do, does that mean that, you're, that your department would take away school lunch programs for needy kids because a state or a school won't allow a boy to compete against a girl in the sports? So uh, going back to the civics, if I could. Uh, no, no, I, I'm are, asking you a question. Are you, are, do you support taking away school lunches from kids who go to schools where boys aren't allowed to play on girls' sports teams? We are promoting a, the most rigorous, intensive academic programming under the Raise the Bar. I would love to share more do information. Do you support taking away a school lunch from a needy kid 
a kid who might, it might be the only warm meal they get every single day because that school won't allow a boy to compete on a girls' sports team? I'm proud of the work we're doing. It's a yes make, or no question, Mr. Secretary. I'm proud of the work we're doing to make sure that all students Madam feel Chair, safe the in answer, school. The answer is yes. This administration would take away school lunches from kids who need that lunch, maybe the only warm meal that might, they might ever get because of the radical agenda of, of this administration. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. I'm proud of the work we're doing. I'm proud of the work we're doing to make sure that all children feel safe in school. Yeah? What about the girls in school who get screwed out of a slot on the sports team? Do they feel safe? What about the girls in school who don't want to shower with a dude with his boner hanging out? Do they feel safe? Do they get to feel safe? It doesn't seem to matter. Not to you guys. Maybe maybe you guys get off on the idea of little boys and little girls showering together or little girls being made sexually uncomfortable or whatever. I don't know what your fetish is. I don't care what your fetish is. But he was not answering the question. The answer is, is Congressman Banks gave you right there. Yes, yes, they do support that. They do support that. That's what they support. That's it. Agenda uber alles. If you have to kill some people along the way, you got to kill some people along the way. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just the way life is. And then you end up in a situation where the education system is a damn joke. It's a disaster. We go down to Florida now. Florida has the rule, the law, where you just can't bring up sexual orientation with kids. Don't talk sex stuff unless it's clinical in sex ed class with kids. And there are teachers who are doing things deliberately because they, they love, they live, apparently. We're talking about sex with kids. These people should not be anywhere near children. God, they should not be anywhere near schools. They should not be allowed in the same zip codes as schools. But they are out there. And this is a Florida teacher named Jen Jen Barbie, spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. Didn't make up the name. She was on CNN because she is now a hero to the left because and a martyr to the cause because she's in trouble because she was playing a Disney movie with gay characters. Obvious gay you You play this movie because why? Because you want kids to ask about gay, the prominent gay characters. You show a movie with prominent gay characters, and kids with a mom and a dad are going to have some questions about what's going on there. And then mission accomplished. Hey, I didn't bring it up. The kids brought it up. Listen to this creature Talk about how it's not a parent's business. Who the hell, what do they think they're doing? Their kids are going to find out about this anyway. I love this ad. The kids are going to find out about it anyway. At some point in their life, kids are going to come across crack or heroin or cocaine or something. So should you just lay out a whole bunch of blow in the cafeteria? Because, hey, man, at some point in their life, they're going to come across it. They're going to have some questions. So why not allow them to snort it or shoot it up in a safe environment? The parents have said no. The law has said no. And these leftist teachers go, I don't give a damn. And Jenna, you've said you feel that this is a targeted attack. What do you mean when you say that? Um, this, that same school board member is currently going around right now trying to, well, along with, you know, the whole, what DeSantis is doing, trying to get rid of all basically diversity elements out of schools completely. Like they're trying to strip individuality and diversity to fit one common agenda. And... It's ruining everything. It's not what America stands for. I think let's let our viewers listen to what that parent said um, that complained uh, about you doing this in, in a recent school board meeting. Here it is. 
It is not a teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child. Religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, any of the above. But allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door, and please hear me, they assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. We had played that for the viewers in the introduction, but I just want to give you a chance to respond. Yeah, so that's what she's missing and what these parents are missing is they're not in the school system. That that just shows me that she's ignorant and has not come and volunteered at all. Because are these conversations, these doors, they're open. These students have one-to-one -one devices. The amount of things that they're able to pull up that we have to shut down, they, they, these conversations, these doors that she's talking about, that's telling me I'm stripping her rights as a parent, those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system because there are students talking about these things. It's where they get 90% of their socialization for the day. Oh, yeah, no, shut up. You don't know anything. Shut up. Look, these kids are, are talking to each other about these things, so I've got to go in there and do it. No. The point isn't that the children are talking about it. The children are going to talk about all sorts of things. The point is that you're in there talking about it. You're out there talking about it. And you're out there forcing an agenda on it. Kids aren't doing it because they're forcing a political agenda on behalf of a left-wing political cause or whatever. Kids are just being kids. Kids are having conversations. It's that simple. That's the difference. That this woman doesn't see that is the problem. That this woman does not respect the law or the boundaries that parents have put forth in there is the problem and why she absolutely positively should be fired. She should. I'm not a fan of people losing their jobs normally, but, you know, sometimes people come along and they deserve to lose their jobs. And this teacher deserves to lose her job. Next, we go, or let's see, last, we'll just do this last just to demonstrate what in the hell is going on and how sad this country has become. John Fetterman is back up on Capitol Hill, by the way. And he was part of a hearing featuring the former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. The former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. Um, <clears throat> I play this not to mock John Fetterman, but it'll mock John Fetterman. I could not play this if I didn't want to mock John Fetterman. I thought, oh, mocking John Fetterman is bad. I don't really care. John Fetterman isn't the point. The point is that it's the Democrats who have embraced this guy while still running hit pieces against Dianne Feinstein that she needs to go. She's got to go. She doesn't know. She's too old. She's too sick. She's too that. It's the double standards that bother me. It's always been the double standards that bother me. But I want you to listen to this because there are a couple of pauses where you think, well, what happened? Did the thing stop playing? No, there will be pauses where, where uh, you'd think that the, the show stopped playing, but it didn't. These are pauses. You could say they're pregnant pauses. But they're more than likely pauses where I think Fetterman believes he asked a question. But he Nobody can really tell who is this question for, what is this question? And so he just then starts talking again. Because why? Because that's, I don't know, that's what you do. It's a disaster. Is, is it staggering, is it a staggering response responsibility that, a, the, that the head of a bank could literally, could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and, and they also realize is that 
that that now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by, by how you know so it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank regardless of how how there's their conduct is You know, I'll give you an example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. You know, for a, 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 a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of word working uh, requirements. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sail your bank with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about protecting the tax, the taxpayers, you know, that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. Chair? 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 Are you that chair? Chair? You feel bad for him until you realize he's done it to himself. Six weeks of rehab secretly at... Uh, Walter Reed, under the guise of inpatient depression care, is not enough for recovery from a serious stroke. And there he is. There you go, Pennsylvania. That's what you voted for. Look, I get not everybody likes Dr. Oz. I'm not a super fan of Dr. Oz. But, you know, come on, man. Anyway, that's enough for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate the use of your ears. It's just, uh, well, I hate to be a Debbie Downer. I hate to be a Debbie Downer about the Durham stuff, but it's, tell me, prove me I'm wrong by keeping the beat alive. Republicans have to hold hearings on this, public hearings. Do it so, well, otherwise, what are they doing? What are they doing? They'll use it for fundraising. Oh, man, they're going to use it for fundraising. But will they do anything else with it? I don't know. I doubt it. I'm cynic. I get it. I'm wildly cynical. And I'm not super proud of being wildly cynical, but it has served me so well all these years in politics. It really has. And it will continue to. I hope one day to be able to look back and go, wow, my cynicism is no longer justified. Politicians are doing the right thing for the right reason. I actually don't even care for the reason. The right thing. They're doing the right thing. That would be a nice, refreshing change. It's not going to happen. Not, not anytime soon. I hope so. I hope so. Boy can dream, can he? Anyway, check out patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. You'll see pictures from Mother's Day, the trip to the beach. You get to enter the contest, the weekend effing review, which I suspect is going to have a lot to do with this sort of crap because it was very difficult for me not to sit there and curse like you wouldn't freaking believe. All that stuff. Splendid time is guaranteed for all. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>